I've got Kavita Shah here, uh, virtually, I guess. She's in New York. Is that right? That's right. And I understand you just got back from a three-month tour on your new album. Is that also right? Yes. Uh, we were all over the United States, uh, the Midwest and the East Coast, and then uh, to Portugal, to Cape Verde, and to France. So it was quite exciting, especially pandemic to have a, I haven't had a long tour like that, you know, maybe right. ever, definitely since right. 2018, 19. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time for a lot of artists. Um, I noticed that shortly after things started loosening up, there seemed to be a flood of new music coming out as musicians were able to actually gather together. And now the touring is out there, which is great. Um, so you have this new album, uh, Cape Verdean Blues. Um, much to my surprise, because it sounds so authentic, you're not Cape Verdean, right? That's right. <laughs> um, wh what is your background and how did you decide you were going to do what I, to my ears, sounds like a very authentic Cape Verdean album? Thank you. That, that means a lot to me. Um, so I'm born and raised in New York City. My parents are originally from India. And uh, I'm a polyglot, Jeff. I grew up in New York, but I grew up singing music from around the world. So singing in other languages and learning other languages has kind of been my MO and my way to connect to the world from an early age. Um, I speak nine languages and I've especially been kind of very deep in Spanish and Portuguese language music for a very long time. Uh, Portuguese in particular, I feel a really special connection to. Um, I can't explain exactly why more than another language, but it's just, um, it's something that feels like home to me. Um, Lovely. So, you know, I lived in Brazil when I was 20 years old. I was studying Afro-Brazilian music. I was becoming fluent, fluent in Portuguese. And at that time, there was this beautiful outdoor music festival and I got to see the great late singer Cesaria Evora perform live. And she was, of course, from Cape Verde. And that was my introduction to Cape Verde, the place, and to the music of Cape Verde and the beautiful uh, traditional music from there. And uh, I kind of had in the back of my head, one day I need to go there. I need to explore this place. But, you know, being a New Yorker, uh, I was trained in, in jazz music, and that was always my language as a musician, my kind of home base. So I spent the next decade establishing myself as a musician. And then in uh, 2016, I, I went to um, Africa for three months, actually, um, all over uh, uh, on a trip, um, a sabbatical trip to explore and to... Um, and to discover new things. And it was on that trip that I got to visit Cape Verde for the first time. I spent about five weeks there. And very luckily, just kind of as I arrived, I met um, the master guitar player, Bao. He was Cesaria Evera's guitarist. Uh, he was also, you know, a star in his own right. And um, I wonder and if, we started... Uh... I wonder if he was here when I saw her in Madison. Uh, she played at the university's, the Union Theater. It was a fantastic show, but I'm not sure who was in her band. What year was that? I'm trying to remember. It wasn't, I mean, she died a 
you know, what, about five years ago, I think? No, she died 2011. Oh, longer. See, I'm getting old. These th The time compresses as you get older. So yeah, it's obviously before. I don't think it was a whole lot before she died. So I would say it was in the late 2000s, maybe 08, 09, somewhere in there. Uh, she came out with bare feet as she's famous for and yes. had the cigarette, even though I'm sure cigarettes were not permitted in the building. Exactly. There was something, um, you know, very unapologetically herself about her. She was so Absolutely. used you use the word authentic. I think authenticity means being yourself um, and finding yourself and being comfortable with embracing that. And uh, that's what I saw and heard in her. And that's what inspired me as a young artist um, to learn really from her. And, um, and you know, of course, I, I ended up learning Creole, the, the language they speak and, and they sing in. It's similar to Portuguese, but it's a hybrid with African languages. And I spent time there and I spent time learning the music and learning her approach. But then, of course, finding, you know, my own way into the music. I improvise on the music, which is, you know, coming from my jazz background. And um, but uh, this question of authenticity is interesting because I think what feels authentic is uh, the product of a lot of um, hard work and study and immersion with um, with the masters of the music, as well as um, I hope empathy um, and um, you know maybe embracing my own story within that. You know, so tell us a little about your own story. I mean, this uh, this quest and you have so many languages. Uh, I'm curious, even for example, on the album, are you essentially covering, though with improvisation, you know, Cape Verdean classics, if you will, or are some of them your own songs? Um, we have a mixture of both, but it, it's all in the repertoire of traditional Cape Verdean music. There's one song that I wrote with a master from Cape Verde. He wrote a set of lyrics about me, actually. He's 92 Sweet. years old. <laughs> his, his name is Morgadinho. He's 92. Um, he was a contemporary of Cesaria, a great singer and a trumpet player. And uh, he wrote this set of lyrics about me coming to Cape Verde and singing like a local, actually and oh, nice. embrace music from there. That's what the words are about. And I wrote uh, a Morna a traditional song in, in that style. So, um, but so which song I is think that what attracted me to the music um, is uh, there is this word, Sodad, that's the famous song from Cesaria that she became famous for. Um, Sodad conveys a sense of nostalgia but the way that I like to describe it is um, especially it's a nostalgia for something that doesn't exist anymore. It's um, something that I grew up with in an immigrant household where um, the India of my parents or of my grandparents, it's something that is no longer tangible. So even, you know, when they would go back to India, the place that they left doesn't exist anymore. And there's a sadness and a melancholy that comes with that um, and a longing. And I think that's something, that's a feeling that was really familiar to me. And then also I lost, I lost my father and I lost um, mm. all of my grandparents um, within a really short period when I was young from when I was 18 to 21. So mm. I went from having 
family of six. I'm an only child to just me and my mom, you know, very quickly um, losing five people. Does does that explain kind of the blues aspect of, you know, we call it Cape Verdean blues, which at least to my knowledge, the Cape Verdeans don't necessarily call it the blues, although you can correct me if I'm wrong, but at least your album, you are kind of singing the Cape Verdean blues. It's funny because they don't they don't use the word blues because uh, you know it's an, an English word, right, but I think right. it's the same it's the same feeling. And I really put that together when I was in Chicago. We were on tour, and um, we played a concert where uh, it was a festival, and a blues man from Chicago went on right before us. And the way he was talking about the blues was. Um, that what makes the blues is the feeling of it. That's what the definition is. And it's really interesting because Bao, when he talks about the Morna, the Morna is that slow ballad. That's the kind of song that I I wrote as well and that I sing so many of on this album. Um, He says the same thing, that what makes the Morna is sentimento, it's feeling. Um, so he'll never compliment me. Like he'll never say good job or that was great. He'll say that had feeling that's, that's his way of complimenting. And it made me realize that, and he'll never say, you know, the more, Oh, this is how you, well, yes, you can talk about what are the elements musically involved? What is the guitar line? What's the guitar also plays a bass line? You know, what is the, the technique for playing it? But really what it is, is the feeling. And I think that goes back to that idea of authenticity it comes from embodying that feeling and and when it comes to something like loss um which is which is kind of like a part of the cape verdean diaspora because it's it's an you know a series of islands it's an archipelago in the middle of the atlantic ocean in its whole history be it through slavery or in the last 200 years of migration people are always leaving to find work um, a lot of Cape Verdeans settled in the United States, in Massachusetts and Rhode Islands, because they worked uh, as whalers or in shipping. Um, also, nor- um, in the in Norway, in um, you know Northern Europe, the Netherlands, and so on. So um, this this place is kind of like a transient place that knows this feeling of longing, of moving, of um, migration. And I think, you know, that feeling that exists in me that I could express in this music, it is the nature of, of this beautiful music from Cape Verde. Um, sounds good. So, you know, it's not an uncommon connection, uh, from Africa. Some will argue is where American blues were rooted, although perhaps not at least in most people's thinking necessarily from Cape Verde. Um, the thought I was thinking though, as you were talking about it, cause the feeling I agree with in your album is very bluesy, if you will, melancholy. Um, are there one or two songs you might want to mention? And I'm not sure I even got the title of the one you said that, you know, you wrote, um, but that maybe you could tell since I'm guessing most of our uh, listeners don't speak Portuguese and certainly not, Cape Verde and Creole, that maybe you want to talk about the meaning of those songs and let us know which songs you're talking about. Maybe we'll get them in the playlist here. Okay, so we already talked about Sodad a bit. Right, 
Right. Um, that's a classic from Cesar Evora, for sure. On the album, um, the one that I wrote, it's called Um Abraço de Morabeza. Abraço is hug. And Morabeza is a special Creole word that describes the welcomingness of the people of Cape Verde. Mm. Um, you know, every time I go there, um, I feel that sense of morabeza, that sense of being welcome. And it's something that I also try to bring into my music, whether it's my jazz or, or any project that I do. When I'm on stage, when I have an audience, I want everybody to feel included and welcome and loved. And so that is the sentiment of morabeza. Um, there is a song called Cape Verdean Blues. That's the title track of the album. And you had asked about blues. It's interesting. That title comes from Horace Silver, uh, who is the uh, great you know, jazz pianist um, from the United States. He passed away, of course, um, uh, some time ago. But uh, he was of Cape Verdean origin. No, and he had I didn't know that. Yeah, so his his father, uh, the last name was Silva, S-I-L-V-A, mm. his name, and was changed to Silver. And, um, and he had never been there, but he wrote a lot of music, like Song from My Father, um, another famous song of his, influenced by this idea or this dream of Cape Verde. So that song, Cape Verdean Blues, uh, is by him. And we did a, there's no words on it. It's, um, it's just a instrumental song that I did with, um, with our drummer, Miroka Paris. Miroka also played with Cesaria for many years. Actually, it's funny. We, we discovered on this tour that he was the one playing with Cesaria in Brazil that day that I saw her live you know, almost 20 years ago. So uh, that that's pretty amazing. So that was uh, Cape Verdean Blues. Um, and um, I'll tell you about one more Morna that's very special to me. It's called Flor Dina Esperanza. It's uh, very beautiful. It means flower of my hope. It used to be called dream of my hope. And Cesaria also sang this song. And uh, it's saying... If I knew that young people could die, I never would have loved anybody in this world. It's mm. this heart, heart-wrenching ballad. Um, and um, it, it means so much when I sing it. And you know what? It took me several years to really get it right. I, most of the tracks on the album, I just recorded once and, you know, was happy with them. But this one was the lingering one that I, I didn't feel happy with and I kept mm. recording it or I kept trying to find what was the essence of it. And I went back several times to Cesaria's version. And I think what I learned from her going back to this idea of authenticity is um, even though she's singing these lyrics that are so heart-wrenching, she has this kind of equanimity zen approach you know she could be singing the next song that's a party song she could be singing this heart-wrenching song and it's kind of that same like in between puffs of the cigarette in between drinks of whiskey that same kind of well it's life you know and um i think that goes back to this thing of acceptance and acceptance of life and acceptance of the good and the bad and embodying that in in the singing 
so that that was a big lesson that I took from her and that hopefully I I brought into the song even with all the emotion. Well, fantastic. I think we'll wrap up now and play a couple more of your songs. It's been a pleasure to have you uh, with us today. Thank you so much, Jeff. And uh, I, I really want to make it to, to Madison one day. So, And we would love to have you here. We have a lot of great uh, summer festivals where uh, we often get world musicians, if you will, um, and people show up in numbers. So hopefully we can see you there. That would be wonderful. All right. Take care. Thank you.